This is episode number 74 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you become more confident and more poised presenters and speakers. This is podcast number 74. And on this episode, we're going to start a series about how to use technology to help you help your audience retain and understand the content of your presentations more effectively, especially if you do training. We're going to focus a lot on the training process and how to get people to retain the content when you train them. Um, and, and by the way, th what we're going to cover here over the next couple of sessions is going to be something that we've kind of known for a while, but we've had to update it pretty dramatically in the last few years just because technology is changing so fast. Um, by the way, the podcast is brought to you by fearlesspresentations.com. Uh, one of the things I, I don't talk about a whole lot uh, when when I tell people about the Fearless Presentations classes is I, I don't let them know a lot uh, oftentimes about the online version of the course, but it's actually a part of the the presentation class that we teach the the in-person presentation class every person that registers for the for the fearless presentations in-person class also gets a copy or access to the the online course and um, we're, I'm going to talk a lot about this over the next couple of weeks because we've done a lot of updating to that particular tool that uh, that I think you're going to get real excited about especially if you happen to be a, a graduate of our program you're, you're going to get access to that as well so we'll talk about that a little bit more as we in future episodes about what we've done and and how this has kind of really been a game changer for for you know presentation training in general especially for the types of programs that we're doing uh, but uh, but I, I think you'll you'll get a, a big kick out of it. But the, so if you're interested in finding out about the online version of the Fearless Presentations class, you can go to fearlesspresentations.com. And in addition to that, by the way, we we've got in-person classes coming up in Portland, Detroit, Atlanta, Washington D.C., Tampa, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Dallas. Boston, Phoenix, Chicago, Seattle, and also Miami. And those are the ones just coming up in the next month and a half, two months or so. If I didn't call your city, just go to fearlesspresentations.com to access the full schedule. And don't forget, we can conduct private classes for a group of as few as five people at a, at a pretty significant discount. In fact, a lot of times when we come out to your office to deliver one of these presentation classes, you can train a whole room full of people for about the same price as what it would cost you to send five people to a, to a public class. So significant discount on that. So just go to fearlesspresentations.com for details. So let's get on with today's podcast. So the title of today's episode is Modern Examples of Training and Development Programs for Employees, especially in this year, 19, uh, 2019 anyway, 2019. That's how old I am. I start all my years with the, the number 19. Uh, but no, in, in 2019, these are some of the modern examples. So the one thing that we've, that we've kind of realized, especially over the last few years, is that the, the world is just constantly changing. In the past, business 
businesses thrived when they created a single new product or idea and then brought that idea or product to market. Today, though, businesses thrive when they they not only when they adapt what's new and trending, but also when they adopt those best practices. And and these best practices are constantly evolving. They're constantly changing. So it's a it's a struggle for a lot of small businesses, especially to to keep up. One thing is for certain, though, that if you if you if you stay still or you just rest on your laurels in today's world, you're going to get left behind. Um, so if you're training and developing your employees the same way that you did 20 years ago or 10 years ago or even just a couple of years ago, then you're likely falling behind many of your competitors. So in this episode, we're going to we're going to de- delve into some modern examples of training and development programs for your employees. Uh, and by the way, just we're going to be talking about training and developing d- development anyway. But but it goes the, the same could be said for any type of presentation. You can use these same techniques, even if you're not a trainer, even if you're not a a, um, a, a person, even if you're not training your own employees, you can use these in your own present these tips anyway in your own presentation. So um, you could actually call this session if you wanted to. You could call this 2019 training and development models because that's really what we're going to talk about here. So let's kind of let's kind of delve into the what we've kind of figured out in today's world in 2019, these models that you can use. And I'll tell you a little story about how this came about. Uh, About five years ago, my instructors and I, we created a series of videos for the fearlesspresentations.com website. And we we created these videos as a way to, to help people reduce public speaking fear. And the and by the way, this was the they're they're kind of they're informational videos. But they're also kind of marketing videos. They're, they're the videos that if you go to our homepage, you can access, and they'll they'll kind of give you an idea about our philosophy of training and what we do and how we help people reduce public speaking fear. And the information is good enough that if you just took some of the stuff from that those few videos, it would help you reduce your your nervousness and, and public speaking fear pretty dramatically. But it, we we created those videos about five years ago, so we wanted to to update them. And the, what the videos are about, by the way, is the the very first video is um, it's it's really about how to our training method and how we use it to shorten the learning curve for for folks when they want to reduce. Uh, public speaking fear or when they want to get better as as a speaker. The second video is about fear and nervousness, where it comes from. And once you identify where it comes from, it's a whole lot easier to conquer it, right? So, so that's what the second video was about. The third one was the one that was interesting because the third video that we created five years ago was it was a little different. It focused on the different types of training and development programs that were out in the world, and it gave kind of the pros and cons for each. And uh, to just kind of give you an example, like for instance, if if you're looking to reduce public speaking fear, if you're looking to be a better public speaker, you can go on YouTube and watch videos, you can read books, you can go to seminars, you can, you know, there's 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 dozens of different ways that you can you can get information. You can listen to a podcast like you're doing now. Um, all those are fantastic ways to to get information. And so what we did on that that third video was we talked about each one of those genres, I guess, or venues that you could use to gain content or, or develop a skill and what the real pros and cons of each one of those were. And so when we were going to redo that, when we set out a few months back to redo that video, we were all kind of shocked at how 
dramatically the content on that video has changed just in the last few years. And so that's really what we're going to talk about here on this podcast is how those changes in technology and how those changes in the way that people, the the ability for people to to learn things have changed um, and how we can use those trends to help us help our audiences retain information for a much longer period of time. By the way, if you want to watch those videos, if you just go to fearlesspresentations.com, you can see the new and improved version uh, of these videos. It's free. They're all on the on the homepage. You can you can kind of take a look at them and, and let me know what you think about them. Um, so let let me kind of start off, though, by talking about what what we still know is the absolute best way to do training uh, there, even with online training and even with um, YouTube and video and Skype and all the different types of, of ways that you can gain information in today's world. We've kind of figured out that that in-person training with a professional coach is still the absolute best, best method out there. So if you want your employees to learn a new skill or strengthen a current skill, then in-person training is it, it's just it. It's head and shoulders above the other types of training that you, you can do. Um, and although this isn't necessarily modern, you know, quote unquote modern, it it's still the best. In 2019, it's still the best method that's out there. Um, the, 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 the way that this type of training development is led, though, is is absolutely critical. So the the old fashioned way to train people in, on an in-person way or in, in a workshop or a seminar is to set everyone in a lecture hall or a boardroom and then bombard them with a lot of information and then hope some of it sticks. <laughs> and over the years, we've kind of figured out that um, there are some modern things that you can do to make your training much more interesting, much more fun, make it more um applicable to what the folks are, are doing. So let's get, so I've come up with, there's three real critical things that you can do in your training sessions or in your speeches that will, that will help you get more bang for your buck and help you help the people in your audience do a, a much better job. So let, let's talk about the first one, which is training development programs. They have to be interactive. You can't just lecture people. So the lecture style education programs, they have a really, really low success record or low success rate. Uh, people learn by doing. They're, they don't learn by sitting and hearing. So, for instance, in, in the Fearless Presentations class, when we teach our classes, we, we, we introduce the class members to a real step-by-step process that's really easy to apply. And, and we make this process even easier by teaching just a single component of that process or, or an idea related to public speaking. And then we have those class members practice that skill and develop the confidence in that concept. And then once they, once they begin to master each single component, then we'll add something new and do the process again. Then we add something new and do the process again. Then we add something new and do the process of, again. So um, after a series of these successes, our participants really gain confidence and, and they gain confidence much more quickly than the average person would in a, in a lecture style. Anyway, if you were to, if you were just sitting there and listening to a speaker for two days, yeah, that's, that's just not going to happen. So it's got to be interactive. It's got to be something that we're, like I said, people learn by doing. You have to have that, that structure built into your delivery to where it's, it's the people can actually put the content into practice. And, and if you do that in your training sessions, you're going to get a, a much better result from the folks who are attending. Now, the second thing, in addition to being um, more interactive, um, 
you, you the organizers really have to give their employees or the people that are in in your training programs time to develop the skill. I'll give you a great example is we got a call this week actually from a nonprofit, actually a local organization here in the Dallas Fort Worth area where where our office is, our main office is. And this person was organizing a leadership development program for her employees and for volunteers at the at the organization. And she wanted our instructors to to help her team become better presenters. So once we asked her a few more questions about it, she kind of informed us that she had already organized the training into nine monthly one day sessions. So basically her group was going to meet one day a month for a, a total of nine consecutive months. By the way, that's very common. It's not necessarily the best way to do training. And I'll kind of explain why in a few minutes. But for some reason, that seems to be a real common kind of thing, especially for membership type organizations or nonprofits, volunteer type organizations. Um, and, and and I understand why somebody would organize the, the structure that way, it, because, you know, if, if somebody's working on a volunteer basis or if it's a membership group, it's it's really tough to get your volunteers or members to to um, agree to you know come for an entire week or for two or three straight days or for even in weekly sessions and so monthly sessions tend to be a little bit easier to get people to agree to them and so I understand logistically why that works but as far as training goes it's it's not really a great way to to build a skill um, so anyway so so getting back to this example though the um, basically what what she wanted our instructor to do is to come in since she had these nine straight months or nine straight sessions a, a month apart um she wanted our instructor to come in and just do an hour or maybe two hours of content related to public speaking and then she had other things that she was going to be covering in those same days and well we had to kind of tell her <laughs> right off the bat that, you know, we, we're happy to take your money and we're happy to go out and do this thing if you want us to do it. But it's really going to be a waste of, t- of your people's time and it's going to be a, a waste of, of money. And, and here's why, you know, first of all, if we limit the training sessions to just a single hour or maybe two hours max in order to build in practice or make the session interactive, it, that means we're not going to be able to cover a whole lot of content. So, you know, like for instance, let's just say we've got a smaller group. There's only 12 to 15 people or so, and we're trying to teach them to speak in front of a group. Well, if they don't get a chance to actually speak in front of a group, they're not going to, it, it's, it's not going to really build a skill. So if we teach them how to do something and everybody gets up, that's going to take an hour just to cover one session. So if we're trying to make the session really interactive, there's not going to be a whole lot of content that, that we can cover in each one of those, those sessions. Second, if the sessions are spaced a month apart, like I was talking about before, then the employees are really going to forget a lot of the content in between sessions. So as a result, we're going to need to review or, or really reteach the concepts from the previous session every time we come in and do a new session. And then finally, and, and really the most important for the nonprofit, is that that type of training is very costly. So when you hire a professional speaker to come out, it, it's it, it's when you're hiring a professional speaker anyway, you're paying pretty much the same fee, whether that speaker speaks for one hour or two hours or three hours. And I know, you know, motivational speakers charge by the hour and and that kind of thing. But for the most part, if you if you've got a trainer or somebody there that's doing training, um, it, the the difference in cost between having the, the speaker come out for an hour and to have the speaker speak for three and a half hours or a half day session is negligible. They're not going to charge a whole lot more. The reason why is because 
if a if a, a trainer or a speaker is going to go, um, let's just say it's even a local event where the person is just going across town in traffic, and that 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 speaker you know gets into traffic and and it takes you know thirty minutes or an hour to get there, and then speaks for an hour, and then an hour to get back to the office. You know, you're you're looking at about a half day, so you're really paying for that speaker's time for for a half day, or or if it's if it's a, a custom type program, most likely you're going to be paying that instructor's time for for the whole day, even though he or she may only be speaking for for an hour. So that's kind of the way the industry works. So by limiting that that speaker to just an hour or two, you're not really getting the benefit of the time that that you've paid for. Um, so, I mean, that's that that is a, a thing to keep in mind if you're if you have somebody come out and doing training for you. Uh, so um, and by the way, a lot of good event planners have kind of figured this out. The last few times that I've been hired to go out and do breakout sessions at conventions uh, in the in the past, folks might hire me just to come out and do a single breakout session. Now they've kind of figured out that if I if I go out and do a, a 45 minute or hour, an hour and 15 minute breakout session, I'm going to charge them for the half day. So they might as well get me to do two or three breakout sessions in, in an afternoon or a morning. And I, I've had that happen very often and the price is pretty much the same. So they're able to get more content or more bang for their buck uh, out of each one of those speakers by by doing that. Um, and so, so in addition to that specific example of the the nonprofit and how the type of training that that the nonprofit was setting up is not really conducive to skill building. You know, only one session a month for for nine months is going to be really really challenging to get a lot of behavior change in, in the people. But in addition to that, we also get. From time to time, we'll get executives from companies who will actually call us up to to train their team, and they'll say, "Yeah, it's really difficult to get the entire team together." So we'd l- really like to for the training to take place in just one half day session. You know, can you cram everything you know about public speaking into a half day? And and of course, we do do fantastic half day sessions, and and we do get behavior change out of people. But you you also have to kind of manage your expectations if you think that. The entire group uh, of people is going to is going to create a, a, a huge behavior change just by going through one half day session and never doing any type of reinforcement or anything like that. Then it's it's typically it's not going to last very long. So so anyway, so we get those things all the time, though. The neat thing about it is that um, is that if if we're trying to train people, but we're not giving them the time to really develop that skill and become confident within that skill, then we're really hurting the people that that we're trying to train. We're not going to really help them create a behavior change. Well, that's where tip number three comes in, though, uh, because you can use technology to enhance training, especially in today's world. So so it, this is where things got really, really interesting when we were redesigning that that uh, video a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago. Um Things have changed so dramatically in the last few years with technology. Technology can really help you increase the retention and application of your training and help you do it exponentially. And so these are some of the things that we've kind of kind of done recently that that have been pretty helpful and fantastic. Um, in many of the cases, technology can fix a lot of those challenges that I that I talked about in those previous examples. For instance, one of the things that we've done recently in our classes is we've moved away from just giving the class members the printed manuals. Um, you know, for since the since we started the fearless presentations class, you know, 15, 20 years ago, 
And one of the things that we do is we hand people a, a printed manual with a textbook when they when they walk in the classroom. And, and you know, as people go through the exercises, they're doing it in their in their workbook and their in their participant guide. And we still do that, by the way. I mean, that, that's still there. But one of the things that we've we've kind of noticed, especially over the last couple of years, is that a lot of people are using their tablets and they're accessing the online training program while they're actually in the classroom with the instructor. And it's increased the retention pretty dramatically. Um, in fact, um, the 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 entire fearless presentations class that we've designed, we we put that in a digital format online. And so um, all of the activities that we do in the class are, are online. So instead of handwriting notes and, and items during the activities in class, those, these participants can enter the data into the forms on, on their app, on their, on their tablet or, or, or laptop if they have it. When that data that they input into the, the, the um, website or web forms app, that data gets stored electronically in those electronic L's that I don't even know how it works, but those electronic L's behind the scenes there, they are, they, they, they're immediately sitting out completed visual aids for the, for the class member as they're designing their presentation. It's, it's tracking that data. It's putting that data into a place where they can, they can um, review it at a later time. And, and it just adds just so much to the class. It's much easier for people to retain the information because they can go back to the, to, the online version, see a video of what we covered in class as a refresher, and then go through the steps over and over and over again to help them create more of a habit when they're designing the presentation. That's something we never had before. Even though we had, we've had the online class for seven or eight years now, we've never, never really had the, the ability for a person to walk out of a two-day fearless presentations class and then continually reinforce that content over and over again over the next two, three, four presentations that they that they deliver. And so it's it's increased the retention and increased the application in the real world exponentially. So it's it's a it's been a and by the way, it's been a tremendous time saver in class as well, because in the olden days, when uh, folks would design their presentations, if they were going to create a visual aid, you know, that we'd have to, you know, take a break and let people during the break design, you know, put something on a flip chart and it would look fantastic, you know. So so all of those things have those those challenges that we've always had in 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 person classes have now been fixed with technology. It's 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 really a fantastic thing. Um, the the best part about the process, though, is that uh, especially on the corporate side, is that when companies hire us to conduct training and development programs for their employees, then the HR person or the executive who hired us can now track everyone's progress and document the results that they're getting because all that stuff gets stored uh, digitally, electronically. So technology has really solved a lot of the old-fashioned training and development problems that we've had with in-person speaking or in, in-person seminars and workshops. Now, in addition to, to that, you know, for situations like the nonprofit had where there was limited time and limited budget, technology along with classroom training can solve a lot of those challenges as well. So what we proposed for this executive that contacted us this week was to, um, was to, to schedule a the, with the short, with that, with the, this is the executive that had the, the short session. So only a couple of hours and they were spaced a month apart. So if we use the classroom training along with the online training in conjunction, those two things together can work really, really well. So they, so basically they could access the new session every week. So it would, it, it, it shortens up the time frame. So we can send out 
a uh, an electronic version of an interim session of the of the program. So we go and we teach a session in the in the first month, and then a week exactly one week later, everybody in that class gets an email with access to an interim session. So it gives them a little bit more additional detail to what we covered in the in-person class and gives them a new assignment. And we, we, we deliver those over time. So there might be three in between in the weeks in between the, the sessions, you know, one a week, but the people who are in the class can't access each one of those till a week goes by. So that way they're, they're building a habit. They're building their, their, reinforcing the content that we've covered in the, in the previous session. So when we get back a month later, as we can tell how many of those people have actually accessed those interim sessions. And if, and if it's a hundred percent, now we don't have to do near, we don't have to do any review really, not very much anyway in there. So it, it increases that retention dramatically. It also fixes the challenge of having those sessions spaced too far apart. Um, and, and each one of those online session reviews the previous content and then increases it that way as well. So they're getting repetition along the way. So, um, and then the final thing that, that, that final challenge that we've talked about that comes up quite often is when folks say, ah, we've only got a half day and, you know, and, and it's a one shot, you know, our, our guys are all over the world. And so they come in and they only spend two days with us. And so if we're going to do training, during that time period, we, we have to limit the time to just a short, short time period. Logistically, that's a really common challenge that, that we experience, but technology can help us there as well. So, for instance, we could set up a webinar a week before that half day session starts in order to introduce the content so we can have everybody attend a, a quick little webinar. It doesn't have to be long, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. But in that webinar, we can introduce them to some of the concepts and have them start to apply some of the things that we're going to talk about in the classroom in the real world so that they can give us reports when they when they when they get into the class or into the, the half day session. So we give them those assignments. They 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 do the assignments based on the the content that we're going to be delivering. And that way, during the in person classroom time, we can maximize the time available by reinforcing that content from the webinar and then coaching the participants in the application. So instead of having to teach it and then have just such a short time period for them to apply it, we're actually teaching it ahead of time and giving them a week to apply it. Now we can coach them in the classroom. And so it, it really maximizes that time available for, for reinforcing, for basically doing all those things that are really important in the training process. Um, you, and by the way, and then it, in addition to that, if you want to really get a um, high bang for your buck with that type of training. You just add a couple of additional sessions after online sessions afterwards, you know, maybe two or three online sessions that people can access a week apart. And then on the third week, we do another webinar. So basically that's five weeks of content. But in reality, the amount of time that the group has spent in a training program together anyway, is only about five or six hours. So we're really maximizing time and getting a ton of, of results from it. So Technology in today's world can really help uh, help you kind of solve a lot of the challenges that we were never able to do prior to you know this technology being around. So the point of this entire web or this entire um, podcast is that it, this is a fabulous time for training and development of employees. I mean, if you're in this type of industry, this is a fantastic time to be in the industry because there's so many options available for training your employees. You can get creative and, and make your sessions really, really fantastic. Now, so what we're going to cover in the next session is I'm going to talk a little bit more specifically about how to use online training sessions 
to to help your your team when you're actually delivering content. So we're going to spend a little bit more time and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about some of the fantastic things that we've been able to do in the online version of the Fearless Presentations class. For those of you who have uh, purchased that online session, in, uh, sometime in the next couple of days, you're going to be getting that that uh, the new rollout. And um, I think you're really going to enjoy it. We're real excited about about how fantastic this thing is going to be. So so stay tuned. So we'll see you next week. Um, and between now and then, may all your presentations be fearless. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.